You're going where? You're doing what? Are you crazy, Aunt Tam? Make sure you subscribe. Hey, I'm Tamara, and welcome to Many Roads Traveled, the travel podcast that takes you all around the world on my overland trips that I've been doing over the last 30 years to 76 countries. So if you love travel and adventure, please subscribe. And of course, at the end of each episode, there is Tam's Top Tips, which is my up-to-date travel tips for that area. Okay, so buckle up, buttercup, and let's hit the road. Okay, so it's series two, first episode of series two. Here we go. Finally finished the series one, the African trip, 59 episodes. Crazy. <laughs> so I thought I'd start series two with my latest trip, which was just before COVID lockdown. So February 2020, and it was a month around six countries in Central America which was absolutely fabulous. I didn't realize how beautiful Central America is, but I do now. <laughs> In this first episode, we are going to Belize and Key Cocker is first up, which is one of the islands off the coast of Belize. And it's probably like the second biggest. Abergris Key is probably the biggest kind of thing. Now, the reason why I chose Key Cocker, because I like chilled. <laughs> I like relaxing. Ambergris Key is much more like built up hotels, has much more of a night scene, I guess, for, you know, restaurants and clubs and things like that. Key Cocker, super chilled. I mean, I think their catchphrase is go slow. <laughs> but you can pretty much walk everywhere in the main Key Cocker, the main town. It's pretty small but absolutely beautiful, super, super lovely people, and delicious seafood. Also, Belize has the second biggest reef in the world. After the Great Barrier Reef, it's the, the, the reef in Belize. And I actually, it's probably in a lot better condition than the Great Barrier Reef in Australia, so there's a lot more coral that is still alive. <laughs> and of course, lots and lots of underwater creatures to visit. And one of the other reasons why I chose this trip to follow up from Series 1 is because Series 1, the African trip, was my first backpacking trip. That was way back in 93, 94. And traveling has changed a lot since then. So I thought it'd be good to show the contrast of, you know, what traveling is like nowadays to way back then when I didn't book anything. I didn't have a guidebook for most of the track, most of the time. So it was literally, you know, flying by the seat of my pants, as they say. This trip, very different. I knew I only had a month, 30 days. So I kind of had to, I was on a much tighter schedule time-wise. So like, again, in Africa, there's places that I love that I would say for a week, two weeks, you know, this one, it was like, I think the max was about three days. <laughs> so. So a lot faster, not ideal, not the way I like to travel. I do like slow traveling. However, I still did travel by land, which is one of my things. And even though I was going fast and it was pretty exhausting, you know, I still got to do a lot of amazing things. And I would say I, on average, I probably spent about 50 US dollars a day. Now that included, you know, my transportation, my accommodation, food, and I did lots of excursions. So that included that as well. 
you know, 50 bucks a day, that's pretty good for doing all the things I did and saw and ate. So, which you'll hear all about on this series. <laughs> now, I want to take a quick break to tell you about a new podcast I think you might like. It's called Misrepresented, and it's a show that challenges the way we think about South Asia's role in world history. Each episode is a story about a person, place, or thing that isn't remembered fully or accurately today. But they don't just unravel the true story, they also tell the story of how the history got twisted in the first place. I think you all might be interested because this podcast actually has its origins as an audio walking tour. The host, Nikki, used to create podcast walking tours in India before the pandemic. So, after you're done listening to this episode of Many Rose Travel, go find the podcast by searching for Misrepresented in the app you're using to listen to our show right now. Okay, now back to the show. Okay. So let's pick up on day one of this trip. But before I start, I got to just go back it up for a couple days before I left. So I left February 3rd, 2020, which was the Monday morning. So on the Friday night, I ended up going out to see a band play with one of my best friends, Sarah. Of course, we got super drunk, lots of tequila shots. <laughs> see, I might be a lot older, but still the party. <laughs> just takes me a lot longer to recover so on our way home like literally the bar we're at is about five minute walk from where i live not far but it you know we had lots of snow and everything because i'm in canada and i don't know sarah was even more drunk than me i think and she ended up wipe like just taking me out into a snowbank <laughs> which was hilarious a lot of laughter and then finally got home crashed well the next morning i go to get my phone I don't have a phone. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> you know, I'm using my phone, my camera on my phone for this trip, plus obviously people get in touch with me. I'm like, great. Also, I had a year's worth still of payments. So I owed about $1,000 on it too, which, yeah, great. So I go back, you know, the way we walked, I phone up the bar when it open. Nope, nope, phone gone. I called my phone, just went to do voicemail. And of course, I was stupid and I'd forgotten to lock my phone when I went out. So everything was open, bank, everything. I'm like, oh my God. So Saturday, not only am I hungover, now I have to cancel everything, change my password, all my emails, all like banks and things like that. Super pain in the ass. And then Sunday, Sarah took me to get a, a SIM card. So I used my old phone, my three-year-old Samsung 6 phone, <laughs> my new SIM card. Not great. Uh, anyways, I had to get up at 3.30 in the morning because I'd be at the airport at 5. Luckily, I flew out of my local airport to Toronto and then direct from Toronto to Belize City. So that was good. And I managed to get like a super awesome deal on the Black Friday sale. So I actually paid less money from flying from my local, which is about two hours from Toronto, from my local airport than if I would have had to like get a bus or a train or something to Toronto and then and because it was such an early morning flight I would have had to stay the night before I, I saved a lot more money and got to fly just going to be able to get a taxi from my house to the airport and then I had a, an hour and a half way to Toronto so I had breakfast no problem and then direct flight to Belize so it only cost me 280 bucks for Canadian for one way ticket which was awesome and then I ended up flying from Costa Rica at the end of my trip to 
Toronto. So I think I did have to get the bus home from Toronto. Anyway, so it's always good to just check, you know, take a look at your local airport. Sometimes you can get deals, especially like if you book on, you know, Black Fridays or holiday season, Boxing Day, things like that. So take a look at that. I got into Belize City at around, I think it was like late morning. And then from Belize City Airport, you have to get a taxi. There's no local transport. So it was 25 bucks U.S., for two people and then if there's more than two people it's an extra five dollars so of course you know i just started talking to a couple and i was like do you want to share a taxi <laughs> which they did so that was okay and it's about i think 20 minute 30 minute ride from the airport to bleed city and then i just went straight to the water taxis and booked a return ticket and then basically just got on a water taxi it took about 45 minutes to get to key Cocker. Like I was saying earlier, I literally had booked everything for the whole month, all my accommodation, which I, I never do. <laughs> it's very weird. But the reason why is because I use booking.com and a lot of them will give you 24 to 48 hour free cancellation. So I thought, well, things change. I can at least cancel for free. On the water taxi, I met, I was sitting next to this guy, this big black guy with dreadlocks, like local guy who was awesome he was called marvin and you know started chatting to him and he's like oh yeah i live here and i said oh what do you do and he's like i've got a restaurant and i said oh what's it called and he said it's called wish willies and i was like oh my god you're on my list to come and eat <laughs> and he's like well come tonight i'll buy you a beer i'm like okay i'll see you later and i'd also booked my accommodation like i said all of it before so uh, but I managed to, I got a coupon. So it literally cost me 22 Canadian a night, which is ridiculous. Because <laughs> it's a really nice hotel. It's called Vista El Mar. So it was right on the beachfront. And it, you know, it was a big double room, super comfortable bed. It was a shared bathroom just down the hallway. But it was super clean. And you got towels and toilet paper and soap. And also free breakfast and filtered water. So it was a bargain. So, you know, talking to other people when I was looking, you know, accommodation... You're looking at a hundred bucks American at night for most places. So it wasn't Keycocker's really small. So there's not a lot of accommodation. Like I said, big hotels, that's an ambergris key, which is what I prefer. I prefer small guest houses, especially if they're family run, which this one was. So really nice people that worked there and everything. So got settled in and then yeah, just walk, walked around like my part of the island and you know, there's not much of a beach there, so be warned. Not much a beach, but you know, obviously the water is beautiful. I mean, you can go swimming off the like platform kind of thing. There's steps into the water. At the end of the beach, there's a place called Split, which is got beach volleyball and lots of bars on the beach and great thing at Keycocker. Loads of happy hours, <laughs> so you could get like two drinks for five Belize dollars. And Belize dollars is two to one American dollars. So you can just use American dollars just as easy. Just make sure you know the price, whether it be in Belize or US dollars. So yeah, so two drinks for $2.50 American. Sign me up. <laughs> yeah, I had a few drinks and then went back, had a shower. And then later on, went to Wish Willie's to meet Marvin. And he was like, hey, how you doing? And Wish Willie's is super chilled out. It's just picnic tables. He does the cooking on a barbecue, like for the fresh seafood and things like that, and chicken. And then, of course, there's a little kitchen where they make this, you know, rice and vegetables and things like that. 
So, yep, he bless them. And you just help yourself to drinks, like beers and pops. They're just in big coolers with ice. You know, so he's kind of on the honest system, which I like. But, yeah, he ended up buying me a couple of beers. And I got my lobster dinner, which I've been looking forward to. So you got two of the rock lobsters, so the smaller lobsters. So you got two lobster tails, rice, veg, some yummy sauce for 25 Belize dollars at twelve fifty, American. That's okay. Freshly caught. <laughs> and like I said, I think I had three beers there and he bought the first two. So I think it got to be with, you know, 30 Belize dollars. So 15 US. Not bad for a lobster dinner and a few beers. <laughs> and then I also met a really nice Canadian couple there. So I was chatting to them. They've been there for a few days. So, yeah, it was a great first night, although I was exhausted because, like I said, I didn't get much sleep over the weekend. So I I think I was in bed by 9 p.m. and slept really well. Then next morning, just had my free breakfast. So there's like bagel and fruit and teas and coffees. And like I said, you can always, t- you know, top off your water bottle with free filtered water, which is also nice. Always look for these little things. I'm all about budget traveling. So these little things add up if you have to buy them yourself. So then I went and booked because I really wanted to go snorkeling on this massive reef at the whole Chan Reserve Park, which is on the reef. So the Canadian couple, they had actually recommended, they said, listen, because I was going to book with this company, Caveman. I'd looked them up and read reviews and everything, and they're, they're pretty good. And they said, oh, no, don't book with them. Book with the company that we went with called French Angels because Caveman, it's like they take out 25 to 30 people at a time. And also they said they saw people from cavemen standing on the coral, breaking pieces of coral off, which of course kills the coral. That's why the Great Barrier Reef is so screwed, because of tourists being idiots and just killing the coral. Now, once the coral's dead, you know, that kills everything else. It's a knock-on effect. So I was like, yeah, I'd rather go for, you know, with a green, environmentally friendly company and much smaller. I don't want to be with 30 people snorkeling and no, it's not my thing. That morning, yeah, I went to French Angels and talked to the owner and the guides and really, really nice guy. My guide, William, I mean, he's been doing this for 20 years, so he knows everything <laughs> about it. So I booked it for the next day because you leave at 1030 in the morning and it goes to like 435 o'clock. So it's a long day out. So the second day, I just kind of just chilled out. I'd heard about these seahorse, like they have actually a little seahorse. It's not a farm. It's just a protected area. To let the seahorses, you know, procreate, have babies, and so they're a bit bigger, then they're released out into the ocean. But I couldn't find it. Realize, oh, it's on the other side of the island where the sun sets, which I guess would be the west. <laughs> and, you know, there's more bars on the beach and everything like that. And it was so cool because saw my sea. So I saw one male and one female seahorse. They're so cute. And then on the deck, like that goes out. There's just all these manta rays that come right up. So, and the water's crystal clear. Like, so that's kind of my first sea life sightings, I guess. And lots of pelicans and things like that. And then just, again, happy hour. So happy hours, they vary between places. Sometimes some go from like one to five, some are three to six, you know. So just check it out. They're usually on like... The chalkboards outside will tell you when the happy hours are, but the, everyone has a happy hour. It just depends what time. So got a couple more happy hour drinks and then just watch this most beautiful sunset. And I also, one of the guys, he feeds like the pelicans. So just all these pelicans and the, the manta rays. So it was really, really cool. 
And then I went for dinner at, it's called Little Kitchen, which was, I think it's kind of like Vietnamese or something like that. And I had conch fritters for the first time, which were delicious. And then also I had garlic butter prawns. Can't be a classic. So that was about 25 Belize dollars, including a drink. Again, that's pretty good. Because Belize is probably on par with American prices, so it's not cheap. But Belize and Costa Rica are the two most expensive countries in Central America. But, you know, it's still okay. So again, another early night. And then next day, so day three, got up for snorkeling day. So before I went, I'd heard about, this, it's a local dish, it's renowned. They're called Fry Jacks. And it's kind of like, I don't even know how to describe them. <laughs> it's a deep fried bread, kind of like a donut, but not really. And then they have all these different fillings that you can just choose or make up your own, whatever. Super cheap. Like I got chicken, cheese, and egg, and it was two US dollars. And they're really big and filling. So I had that and then went for the snorkeling. And there ended up being eight of us in total, which is, like I said, fine. Like I said, cavemen, they have 25, 30. And they all charge about the same. It's about 65 US dollars for the day. There's another company that's called Ragamuffins that charge 75, but their boat is a bit nicer. But then again, you have more people. Like I said, I went with French Angels and they were great. So we set out and of course, within two minutes, you're just soaking wet because it's really, really windy the night before. So luckily that had died down, but so it's still a little bit windy, a little bit choppy, the waves. The first place, William's like, okay, we're going to go to a place where I know the manatees hang out quite often. And I really wanted to see manatees because I'd never seen one in the wild. We go there and he, yeah, okay, this is where it is. So we all jump in. Like, I don't know, I was at the end of the little pack and William sees one. So everyone sees, it. I'm the only one that doesn't see it. By the time I get there, there's guy. I was like, that's kind of crap. <laughs> so we get back to the boat. I'm really sad that I've missed it. And I said to William, because William's asking, oh, how awesome was that? And everyone's like, oh my God, it's so great seeing you, manatee, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, I didn't get to see it. He was like, what? I was like, yeah, by the time I got there, I didn't see it. He's like, okay. He asked everyone else, he said, do you mind if I take Tam out, you know, so we can, so she can see one as well. And they were like, no, no problem. Bless. So put everything back on, jumped in. I had borrowed my nephew who does the intro shades, little GoPro. If you never used one, make sure you use it before you're actually in water trying to video something. <laughs> like, don't be an idiot like me. So we find it. It's awesome. It just looks like a chubby white mermaid, but they're really elegant and they're super cute. So I hand the GoPro to William and he goes down. He's like swimming right next to it. He's videoing it, everything. I managed to do it first, took a video. So I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be awesome shots. Come back on the boat. No, I hadn't, I don't know. I didn't have it on property or something. I'm, I got two seconds of my footage. I'm like this idiot. <laughs> but, you know, the main thing is I got to see one and swim with him for a little bit. So that was cool. So then we headed off to Hulchin the reserve, I would definitely recommend, even if you're a super strong swimmer, like get a life vest because I did that and I just floated on it like when I got tired. So because you're out there for over an hour and they're choppy waters and you can get tired. So, you know, don't be proud. Just suck it up and get a life vest. All the girls, like the other women in the boat with me were super happy they did it as well. And even some of the guys were like, shit, we should have got a life vest. <laughs> 
Anyways, it was amazing. I saw my first nurse shark, lots and lots of fish, like massive barracudas and tunas and lots of different types of rays, you know, man rays and I don't know what they're called, silver rays and angel rays, <laughs> lots of them. And then William even dove right down and I don't know, I guess this is the, the Mornay eel rock that he hangs out in. Willie knew he was there. Anyways, he coasted one out with the conch, piece of conch meat. So the eel comes out and it's like, it's again, massive, but, and lots of coral, like I said, live coral. It was absolutely amazing. It was just like a complete underwater world of wonder, I guess. So after about an hour, then, cause you go to seven different places. And then we went to Shark Alley and that's where all like the nurse sharks go. So it was so cool. Like I was swimming with like all these nurse sharks. They don't bite, obviously. <laughs> Another thing is, you know, you don't want to touch the coral, but you also don't want to disrupt the animals as much as possible, the fish and everything. So, you know, stay out of their way. Well, the current was so strong because William like was feeding the sharks, right? Fish and stuff, which they all do that. So it was kind of like a shark frenzy by the boat, but the current kept pushing me towards them so I'd have to like swim frantically away because I literally almost bumped into a couple it was awesome like you could just say you're swimming with sharks you don't have to say the nurse sharks <laughs> but anyways, they're, they're beautiful creatures and then from there we went to where the turtles are of course like in our, our group was small but you know you have all these different excursions going out right so they all follow a similar path of which places they go to first and next and everything like that so sometimes like when we got to the turtles there's like six boats there so there's lots of people so I always kind of went on my own way like you know I'm not a sheep I don't follow the crowd <laughs> so I kind of went the other direction that all the tourists finally figured out I got my GoPro working and I'm you know swimming underwater and I can see some turtles in the distance I was like that's awesome and then I looked up and there's kind of like a semicircle of snorkelers and I was on the other end and I can see there's this massive loggerhead turtle in the middle and he obviously spotted all the snorkelers so he was like screw that I'm gonna go the other way well I'm like underwater filming this turtle and he's getting closer and closer and closer I'm like you know move, move my camera and I'm like oh my god it's swimming right for me <laughs> like not slowing down just like get out of my way chick so I'm like, again, don't want to touch it, disturb it. So I'm frantically trying to like get out of its way. And it's like I said, it's wavy and the currents are strong. And he ended up passing literally, I could have reached out and touched him if I wanted to, that close. Not a care in the world, just coming through. <laughs> so it was pretty awesome. And then a little bit later, I swam off again by myself off to the side and saw a green turtle pretty close up. So pretty cool. And then we go to this kind of shipwreck area. So I just kind of swam a little bit to it. I mean, it's not a massive shipwreck like pirates or anything. It's just a small boat that it sunk. So I kind of floated on top. And then I was like, you know what, I, I'm kind of done. And then on our way back, like back in the boat, because it's, you know, you go out, I don't know, it's about half an hour, 40 minutes. So on our way back to shore, there was... A, like a mama dolphin and her baby that was like swimming next to the boat and they were jumping out. That was just awesome. It was just a great day. I highly, highly recommend you do this. You know, some companies offer scuba excursions as well, but snorkeling is plenty. 
Like, it was really cool. And for 65 bucks a day, that's pretty good. You also get lunch. I mean, it's just a sandwich and drinks and some fruit and stuff like that. It was definitely worth it for sure. Got back exhausted and stupidly. Another thing, don't do what I do. Like, I'd come from a Canadian winter to snorkeling all day, two days after I've been there, wear a t-shirt. I did not. I burnt my back so badly and I don't burn a lot. Well, it was crisp. <laughs> like I was in pain for about a week. <laughs> so don't do that. Wear a t-shirt <laughs> snorkeling for sure. So besides the pain, it was a great day. And then I, I went to a place called Dee Dee's for dinner. And again, you just kind of sit outside a picnic table. Really nice for a couple that run it. Had, of course, my lobster again. Delicious. And again, it was about 25 bucks. I'd say that's average, 25 Belize dollars. So half that for American for lobster dinner. Delicious. Well worth it. Had a couple of beers, you know, met a couple other people and then called it a night. A lot of early nights actually on this whole trip. <laughs> so I might be able to party, but yeah, not as often as I used to, especially in series one. Yeah. Then up basically up, you know, had breakfast the next day and then I booked a return water taxi to the mainland. So I got on that, I think I got the 10.30 in the morning one. And like I said, again, it takes about 45 minutes to get back to the mainland. And say goodbye to Kate Cocker, which I loved. Like I said, it's super chilled, really nice people. Get it. If you're not into big, you know, clubbing and fancy hotels, go to Kate Cocker. That would be my suggestion. If you want the other one, then I'm Grace Key. Okay, so that is wrap for this episode but of course before we go and now it's time for tam's top tips tip number one i would say is don't book your water taxi online because you can't do that because it's cheaper when you book it there and there's like several a day five i think five taxis a day water taxis a day and there's a few companies that do them so just show up half an hour for the one you want to get on and just go get a ticket super easy and cheaper also, use Belize Ocean Ferry because it's only $18 return. And also get your return because you're coming back, right? So it's cheaper to get a return because the other one, San Pedro's, it's $25. Same thing. Like it's the same boat. Well, it's not the same boat, but they are like the same boats. So yeah, for $18 US, you get your with Belize Ocean Ferry. Another thing is you don't, just use some US dollars. Don't even worry about changing into Belize dollars. It is two to one, but the banks won't give you two to one. They give you less. But shops and restaurants and bars, they'll give you two to one. So you can just pay in US dollars. Saves you some money that way as well. And like I said, I would book my snorkeling with French Angels because they're awesome. And all the, the snorkeling is 65 bucks a day. And then for solo female travelers, I mean, I felt perfectly safe in Belize, especially Key Cocker. Like I said, it's so small. Everyone kind of knows each other. If I would have been there a week, like I already met people like that I'd see the next day. I'm like, hi. <laughs> and that's nothing. I believe like everyone speaks English. So it is a really easy way to travel, especially if you're English speaking. And if you're American or, can you, you know, just use U.S. dollars. So and you can find cheap flights. I use a, a, an app called Romondo. So it's like a price comparison. Um, and like I said, I got a flight 280 bucks Canadian from my local airport. So I would highly recommend Belize. So uh, the next episode, we'll be going to San Ignacio, Belize. 
inland near the Guatemala border to go to this amazing cave called the ATM cave, where I see a mummified human sacrifice skeleton that's a thousand years old. It's amazing. So make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a step along the way. And of course, you can always find more info on my website, mainroadstraveled.com. Okay, so until then, safe travels, one more time.